Hi, everyone, and welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life. And what next steps do you need to take to get there? I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 29. I think you're going to find this message to be encouraging, and I hope it's exactly what you need to hear today. You're going to love our guest. He is Mark Champagne. Now, Mark unpacks the mental fitness practices and reflective questions shaping the lives of some of the world's most successful and brilliant thinkers. He's the author of Personal Socrates. It's a best-selling book and explores the pointed questions that stimulate our mental fitness. And it teaches us how to direct our internal narrative to work for us instead of against us. To help us bring clarity and intentionality and possibility to every aspect of life. Now, many of you know Mark Champagne because he's the host of a top 50 ranked podcast called Behind the Human. He also co-founded the journaling app, Keo, and reached 87 million people without any type of paid advertising. So we have a lot to learn from him. And he has studied the mental fitness practices for over a decade. And he consults with Fortune 500 companies as a mental fitness strategist and a practitioner. And before I introduce you to Mark, a couple of questions for you. What does your morning routine look like as far as your mental fitness? When you wake up in the morning, are you on autopilot and you go through your morning? <laughs> or has it got a little bit more intentionality to it? Do you have any types of rituals or any ways to still your mind and get yourself in the right mindset? As you hear Mark talk about this, what an opportunity it is and how 10 minutes can change everything. And now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 29, everybody. I can't wait for this. Here is Mark Champagne. Mark, welcome to the podcast. It's great having you on the show. Uh, thank you. I can't wait to jump into this conversation. We're, we're already speaking a lot of the same language, so I feel like we're going to have a great chat. Yeah, I can't wait. And before we, we talk more, I, I, I want to learn more about mental fitness strategists and some of the great work you're currently doing. But before we get there, let's, let's take a pause here. And uh, how did you land into the current role you're in? What was your journey? Take us back just a bit, and then we'll talk more about current state. Sure. Sure. Well, it, it's been, it's definitely been a journey. It's a, a good choice of words. Um, you know, I spent, I spent about a decade or so in, in the corporate space in brand management and sales and analytics and, and whatnot. And I only share that because throughout that time, I was, I think, planting the seeds to the work that I'm currently doing around mental fitness. Because while I was in those those functions, I had my own mental fitness practices, which I wasn't calling mental fitness at that point. I was calling get up a little bit earlier than most of the people and consume some positive content and learn and, and whatnot. And it, it didn't take very long until realizing that, you know, whether it was reading a, a biography or writing or reading magazines or, or blogs about just people's journeys and and. and the success that they had and the failures that they had and what they learned and whatnot, it, it was so apparent that they were all taking time to slow their minds down and think and reflect. And, and the practice that I saw most often associated with that was journaling. So mm -hmm. I started doing that myself and I, I would, I would write down the prompts that people were, were dropping in these interviews or in these books that I, especially when the podcast scene started, uh, cause I started before that, obviously, you know, there were so many times listening to the host interviewing um, these these remarkable people, and they would the the story arc would normally be something like this: 
success, success. We're doing this. We're building up, building up. Boom. Life explodes. There's this giant, you know, shakeup of work and personal and all of that. And, you know, I didn't know what to do, Uh, you know, kind of typical narrative. And then all of a sudden they said, well, it would be something like this. I, I journaled on this question or I asked myself this question and and i was back on track and and the host would normally kind of just oh that's great and they would they would follow the track They're like okay well tell right. me about that next company you started and i was always so frustrated because i was like wait a second <laughs> that one question changed everything for them yeah right so i was i was journaling on those in relation to where my life is at and it, it it's just come full circle because i really at this point live uh my life through the lens that you know, no matter who we are or what we're doing or what our circumstances are, we're all we're all just that one question away from a different path. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose life pivot. It literally can be your one question away from a completely different mood or mindset in the hour. So, you know, that's a bit of the backstory of of, of how this this work started to come to be. And yeah, so that's it's the question. It's it's that one one question. And I'm wondering for you as you go back in your career. By the way, top fifty podcast, uh, very impressive. Um, you. you also were the founder of Keo Keo app, correct? Yep. Am I pronouncing that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you are. So you've you've had a very um, uh, what I would call, according to the the worldview, a very successful career path and. And I'm wondering for you, though, when, what were times in your career when the right question at the right time really mattered for you? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it definitely like one question saved me from entering into, uh, you know, just being completely transparent, a, a deep depression in the first time I've ever ha- experienced that. Really? Because when I was in that corporate space, uh, everything was going right. I mean, it, it was a very standard, you know, every two to three years kind of uh, changing jobs and, and, and I guess climbing the ladder or progressing. And I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the team. But there was always this frustration with that journaling practice of, of because the way I was doing it at that time uh, was primarily digitally because I was traveling okay. a lot and whatnot. And at and in those years, there was really nothing that existed in the app space that would allow someone to take prompts like how I was doing it and integrate that into a really nice looking and seamless journaling experience. Like if for listeners, uh, many are familiar with the meditation apps like Headspace and Calm, you know, and you and when you enter in one of those apps, you're 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 presented a whole bunch of different content tracks and themes and topics to 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 help guide you into a meditation. But there was nothing like that that helped people into a reflective practice like journaling. So that that was the birth of Keo and the idea of, hey, well, let's go and create this. And I left that corporate space. And I'm only sharing this because this leads to the one question that that really changed everything for me. We launched the app. We ran it for, it took about three years, uh, all said and done to get it going and, and, and while we were running it. And in that, in that third year, we reached nearly 90 million people with, That's with incredible. the app. That's incredible. Which, you know, we just, thank you. I mean, we were doing some things right, that, that's for sure, but we were doing a lot of other things wrong as well. And that led to, in that same year, of seeing those metrics, I had to hit delete from App Store and shut that business down. And that's what led to, you know, wasn't just deleting an app, it was essentially deleting my identity for the last three years. It was 
remembering the faces of my ex-colleagues that at the time I remember I remember feeling this so vividly when I was saying I was leaving to, to pursue this idea the the sentiment was because we were I was leaving on good terms but they're like wow congratulations like I've got an idea too but I just don't have the courage to just leave right <laughs> now all of that's coming back well good thing you didn't leave type thing right coming yeah. back essentially with the tail in between my legs but in in retrospect and again coming back to the power of of mental fitness in these practices thankfully i had access to practices like that that pause that internal looping narrative long enough to get to a question that someone emailed me and he happens to be on the cover of, of my book small like all full circle chip conley and he just said well what do you want for your life because at that point i had no hope i had no plan I didn't know it was when my son was two at that point. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, there was just a lot of stress. And that question pulled me out of that because it, it then provided, you know, the next set of questions and eventually got to a plan and, and motivation was coming back. Well, if this is what I want, then who do I need to speak to? You know, what's one step I can take today? So that's that's definitely the most significant, significant question I, I've ever been exposed to. And ironically, if you ask me that same question today, it, it doesn't hold the same weight. I mean, it serves as a nice check-in. And I think this is what we're, we're, we can get into this later, but where the quality of the questions really relates to the timing and the context. So that question in that time, and specifically from someone like Chip Conley, who I really trusted and respected, is what you know allowed me to come out of that hole, essentially. What exactly is mental fitness? I mean, how do you define that? Let's start there. Yeah, mental fitness. I mean, and it came out of necessity when when we were running the app because I was, uh, I had the podcast. That's when it started, and then I was on many podcasts talking about the app and what we're working on. And I just noticed, and it's still like this today, unfortunately. You know, when you talk about anything related to the mind, usually the, 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 the language associated with that is something around mental health. And there's still just a lot of stigma around mental health. And usually, you know, when you, when you say mental health, it's the, the examples are exactly what I just provided. You're pulling yourself out of some sort of hole, which is, I mean, there's, there's validity to that, but it's not very damn motivating, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that, uh, if I'm, we're, we're trying to talk about other things like mental, you know, performance, mental resiliency, I mean, there's so many different things that, well, what's what's the term or the umbrella term that we can use? And 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 for me, I landed on on mental fitness because it 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 first of all relates to physical fitness, which we all understand, and usually yeah. that's a little bit more of a motivating term. Like we're doing this stuff on our own terms, and if we do this. If we, we have a mental fitness practice, it helps your mental health, you know, it, uh, and it helps how you think. It helps how uh, you ideate and so forth and, and process emotion and, and all of that stuff. So for me, it's just, I just, the, 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 the feeling behind the terminology feels a little bit more accessible. And it also feels like something that is reachable for anyone in any situation. For those who are listening in, I mean, we've all been in those times when things are just not going well, to put it, put it mildly. It's a, it's a setback. Yeah, things are just not happening. And, the, and when that happens, it's easy to feel like you are a victim. Things are, things are truly yeah. out of your control. 
sounds like you're preparing your, yeah, your mind, your mental, your mental state to handle some of those setbacks. Well, I was going to say, it's not even, it's not even setbacks. It's just the day. I mean, in any given day, there's, there's naturally ups and downs. So, you know, when you think of in more of the extreme cases of physical fitness or like Olympic athletes and whatnot that are training to perform at a certain level, I mean, they're not trying new techniques in the middle of their downhill ski run. I mean, it's all the training beforehand. So it's no different for us when we're, you know, going through life and which to me is the biggest event of them all. Right. And something happens and we either react or we respond. Right. Or we either flip into a survival mode of of thinking, which is, you know, emotions like fear and anxiety and, and stress and so forth, or, we're in the other state, which is usually a thriving state where we're excited, we're motivated, and um, you know we've got everything we need to move forward. We're never in, in both of those states at the same time. So the, the mental fitness part of it is the more you're doing it preventatively, the more your, your self-awareness is developing, the more you realize, okay, I just flipped into that state, which is fine. It's not about masking emotions, but to realize, oh, I just flipped into this state, here are some tools that I have that I can rechannel that emotion or understand why I'm feeling like this so that I can get back on track with whatever I'm doing. Because it's nearly impossible for us to do our best thinking and feel at our best when our minds are fogged and in a fear state. It's just, hmm. it's, it's, it's nearly impossible. It's, it's not impossible because many work like that all the time, but it feels like you're pushing a boulder up a mountain. You, you'll get there eventually, but wow, is that journey, you know, that's challenging, tiring, takes more resources, and it's just not fun. <laughs> Mark, you're in my head. You're in my head right now, and I think a lot of people listening <laughs> in and driving the way to work and at home, they're nodding. What are some of the strategies that we should be aware of or that we can employ to really work on our mental fitness? What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the easiest ones and the ones that I think are, are, are good starting points are just any, any questions or practices that allow you to check in with yourself. And, and some of the prompts that, that are useful for this, uh, in, in, I would suggest in the early morning before life happens and before, you know, you're checking emails or, or social media or whatever it is, while your co- your first coffee's brewing, your, your tea is steeping, or you're having your, your, your first glass of water, just ask yourself, how am I feeling today? One word, one word answer. You can write that down. You can think about it in your head. You know, leave yourself an audio note. It doesn't matter. Those are just the mediums, the practice. And, and that's all journaling, by the way. It's not mm. just pen to paper with a dimly lit candle in like a movie <laughs> setting. You know, journaling <laughs> is just reflection. So that's reflection. But what, what's happening is that you identify what's, what's coming up. And then the next question, well, okay, well, if, if, for example, if you're feeling, I don't know, a bit anxious, well, where are you feeling that in your body? And often just identifying where in your body releases it or, or releases some of that feeling. And then the next thing is you can, you can ask the next question, well, well, like what's fueling that? Because here's the thing, whether you ask those questions or not, that emotion is coming with you for the rest of the day. And, oh. it, and, it, and it dictates a lot of how the day is going to play out, including the, your energy with people, um, how you're thinking or how you're not thinking, all of this stuff. So, 
and it just and it just compounds just like a, a physical room if you you jammed it floor to ceiling with boxes and, you're, and then someone says hey can you go get me that picture album in in the room again you'll you can find it but you might have to empty out the whole room right whereas our minds are the same thing we just keep stuffing stuff in there there's just unresolved emotions or relationships that are bothering us or big decisions that we've been just percolating on and if we don't take time to just slowly release some of that stuff process think it just it gets to a point where we hit that wall and yeah. all of a sudden now we're questioning everything right so these are some of the, the preventative things and then what happens is that the last question you can ask in that sequence and so far every question that i've left including the answer you're probably only in about a minute or two minutes now so this is not asking you to get up five hours before you start your day right this is quick stuff the next question is just to set the intention for the day like how do i want to show up today do i you know energize happy excited and just by setting that intention typically what happens is our, our mind then looks for those experiences to support how we you know our intention for the day so it's just you know and there's there's you can keep building on that and, and typically that's what happens in the practice you know evolves and you start asking other questions and you start reading you know maybe consuming five pages of of, of positive mental nutrition is what i call it in terms of books or whatever that is stuff that's nourishing your mind right yeah. and you've already just by doing that just by let's say taking 10 minutes five minutes to answer those questions five minutes to read like pick a couple books that you know without a shadow of a doubt will put a smile on your face to make you feel like you're learning something good just starting the day 10 for the first 10 minutes like that will change your life i, I and i don't say that you know uh in, a, in like a grandiose way. I, I really do believe it will. You're a great follow on Instagram and also on Twitter. I think, gosh, it was probably like a week or two ago, one of your tweets, you say you don't have time to spend 10 minutes in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's, that, that yeah. may be the most important time to do it. I, I know I butchered that whole quote, but once, once you piece it together for me, but I, this is a, something you really believe in, don't you? I, I do. Well, and, and this is what you're referencing. I mean, it makes sense because the thing is those 10 minutes literally dick the, the rest of the minutes of your day, including how well you're going to sleep or not sleep, how you, everything. So, yeah. and it's 10 minutes, right? We, we can, we can carve that time or, or the other thing that, that I often talk to people about is, is to not look at these type of practices as, addition to your already packed schedule but more so to look at your your average day and see where you can stack on these practices like even those four prompts you're it, it you're doing that as the coffee's brewing or as you're brushing your yeah. teeth or as you're commuting to work like whatever it is right it, so it's at least a start because what happens then you get the, you get a taste of what's possible and all of a sudden you start feeling better. You start noticing, again, the self-awareness starts to boost. So you start seeing things in the details that were always there, but now your mind's clearer and clearer, right? And you're making more intentional decisions. Next thing you say, oh, that's the path. Like that's the strategy that makes the most sense because you're, you're taking that time to clear out that physical room, which is our mind, right? Yeah. So, and then, and then what happens is like, well, wow, that, that this stuff is working. And then now you start expanding and making more time for it. But, but you, you have a, you have a very clear, uh, 
taste of the results at that point. So it's not, it, it makes the habit more sustainable. I love it. It's very empowering what you're putting out there. And I think for, for many people listening, they're probably thinking, yeah, I'm owning my own, you know, professional development or personal development. I listen to podcasts. I read books. I do all these things. But we may have been missing the most powerful thing, and that is being a lot more intentional with just a few of these exercises in the morning that could just change everything. I'm, and I wish this wasn't the case, but if, if we just allow our minds to go on default mode, which is still survival mode, and we just show up in society, which is fueled with fear and negative news and all of this stuff, it's not surprising that there's a, a, a mental health crisis out there. I mean, it's not surprising. We're just, we're surrounded by this stuff all day, every day, no matter what, you know, piece of technology we turn on or social media we pick up or whatever it is, even if you're trying to hunt for positive material, you're going to be hit with some of the negative stuff. So I guess the, the reason I'm sharing this is that we have to do something for ourselves or that's the track. And I mean, then we just, yeah. we have to accept the track, but unfortunately we, most of the time we're on autopilot and we don't really realize this. Right. So it's just these small little reminders of, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling the greatest or, Hey, I've got this big project that I really need. My, my mind needs to be sharp and clear. And, and, you know, I need to come up with some of the best ideas. Well, I can do these things that I know will, will, will set me up to do that. Yeah. Like we have access to that. Well, that, that maybe that's a perfect transition into your book, Personal Socrates. Um, and I'm looking at the tagline here, or the, one of the descriptions is that we are all one question away from a different life, personally and professionally, which again is bold. I'm not disputing it, uh, but I love, <laughs> I love the clarity with which you're, you're going after that. Tell me about your book. What was the motivation behind it? And um, yeah, and of all the books you could write, why why this one mark oh that's a good question i mean it just it, it it happened it happened naturally it was never i never had this childhood dream to write a book uh my wife is still impressed that i was able to write a book <laughs> <laughs> i say you know we, we had a really great team of editors uh but yeah all kidding aside i mean i, I love the process and and there's definitely more books to come uh, in, in that sense, the, the book just came out of, you know, after, after I had to delete that app and shut down that arm of, of the business that we were building, I was coming out of that experience with a realization that this is clearly the work that I was meant to do. I mean, this is what lights me up. So, and, and this was, was part of the stress because I didn't want to go back to the, the previous industry that I was coming from. So it just didn't feel aligned. But now I, I don't have a path down, <laughs> down the mental fitness route or journey, I, I guess I could say. So I bounced around a bit. I did a lot of freelance work just, you know, just to, essentially to survive and, and give, buy myself some time to figure out what was next. And th the, the idea for the book started to come up because, because of that big revelation around you, that we're all one question away from a completely different life. And, that, and the fact that all of these all of these people I was, you know, fortunate enough to interview through the app and the, and the podcast and the, and the show that I still host, they're all doing this stuff. Like they all have these, these mental fitness practices and they're all asking really great questions. So for me, it was like, how do I continue to get this out from, 
because it's it's not like I'm inventing journaling or questions. Journaling's been around since the beginning of time, and yeah. and questions obviously we're always asking questions. But to come back to your point, are we asking questions with intention? And I think the other element to that piece is the practice and the prompts. When you layer on the proper narrative, and this is why on my show I'm not just interviewing yoga instructors and meditation coaches, but writers and designers and technologists and chefs because now all of a sudden you start seeing oh well there's that michelin star chef that goes into the kitchen before everyone else and just likes to chop parsley in silence that's his mental fitness i love it that's accessible like we can do that in our own kitchen right so for me it was it was that it was, it was how do we how do i continue to share these different narratives and perspectives in you know in a different format than an app and it felt right to to do it in a book form and also why you see a whole host of different people people that are are still around today like like james clear and ryan holiday um, but also you know people that anyone would recognize that are that, that have passed like maya angelou or picasso or stephen hawking to, again to to show these different narratives that okay that's interesting i never thought of this and from that perspective, like that make, I can do that too. Wow. In your interviews with, with, with these individuals, um, and then also your profiles that are in the book, are they aware, are they intentionally doing these or are they almost like geese fly South in the winter? They don't know why they do, but they do. In other words, are they, are they, have you just identified what they do or are they like, no, this is what I do. And here's why. That's a really good question. I mean, some some are, and some are very intentional with these practices. But I'll, I'll have to, I have to say, some of my favorite interviews are when the the guest says, "I'm I'm going to roll with you here. I don't think I do any of this stuff." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, that's going to be the best one," because that's that's the fun of it. Uh, and you probably resonate with this as a host, like, because then you get you get to you get to work your craft and pull that out of them right naturally right. and the next thing you know you we get to the end of the interview and it's always fun to be like see look at all the things you're doing right it's like right. yeah I, I am and you know with the book like especially the people obviously that i wasn't able to interview like like picasso and jane austen and marcus aurelius and what so marcus aurelius is a good example i mean he he's he's quite famous for his his uh the book that they later published called uh meditations which is essentially just going into his his journals so he was very intentionally journaling but then you know if i think of people like picasso where you know his journaling is essentially you can see that through his paintings and you can see the different type of work and what was happening in his life by just the color palettes you know there was a whole phase of his life when uh his best friend committed suicide where you see some paintings like the famous old guitarist which is in a blue hue and a lot of those pieces of work in, in that era the subjects are looking down they're a little bit more somber that was all around that time in his life and then all of a sudden it just switches to these like florals and brighter colors people are smiling and their arms are open and he had just met his his girlfriend and then wife so for me wow. i'm looking at those stories as well what color phase am i in right now and what what color phases have have we gone through and most importantly which one do i want next so it's just these like, little subtle like 
Picasso didn't leave me with those prompts in the in the profile, but his story and his work inspired the prompts. Listen, your book, though, Personal Socrates. So one of the things I identified is that or that's the description is you have some of these questions right in there. You have over 100 questions that uh, can really stimulate mental fitness. And without giving away the book, I'm curious, though, during the day, during some of those moments, what are some of those questions that that we might ask ourselves? You, you said it's not just the question, it's the timing of it. So it may not be a fair question, but what are some of those questions we, we could also practice? Yeah, I mean, the, the one that that comes to mind uh, that I've probably, the profile, I should say, or the chapter that I've personally reread uh, often to give myself the reminder was, uh, is, is the one on Jerry Colonna. And I've interviewed him a couple times now, and his prompt is around the idea of how can I meet life as it is? And the whole notion, just given everything that's been going on in the world, is that the notion behind the, the profile and these prompts is that everything is impermanent. And just reminding ourselves, the good and the bad, it's all impermanent. You know, just like a cloud floating by, it's there right now, but it will float away. And, you know, just it gives a good reminder that no matter how we're feeling right now, no matter how much, you know, it's, it seems like things are outside of our control, this will pass. And it has passed in, 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 in history. And same thing, Marcus Aurelius, any of the Stoic, uh, you know, philosophers and then, you know, uh, the modern day Stoics, like I like to call Ryan Holiday, I go back to those, those profiles as well, which is what's within my control. Right. And, and yeah. understanding because there's, there's, we always have, first of all, we always have the, the control of how we're going to respond to something, right? Whether we're going to respond to something uh, with gratitude or we're going to see, you know, the situation if from a learning perspective or we're going we're gonna to fall into a victim mode. We always have control of that, right? Um, but then we also have a lot of controls of, uh, control of like the first step, like just taking one step forward. But we, we often get stuck in all of these other variables that we just don't have control of. And they, they hijack our mental state. So this is the thing. And, and this is coming right back to over, you know, probably 15 years ago now since starting the, this practice. But just reading things that cause a short moment and, and, and like the luxury of the pause. Like, oh, wait a second. I can shift my perspective right now. And I, and, and I found at least questions are the easiest way to do that. Hmm. And, and let me give you an example, you know, that's not so grandiose, like, you know, the, the prompt that we talked about before where, you know, what do I want for my life or yeah. questions like, who am I, or who am I striving to become? Like, those are big questions, but just in the moment, the next time you're feeling, you know, an unwanted emotion, you're not feeling great or you're, you're thrown off, take a couple breaths close your eyes and just think of someone that you want to give thanks to and why. And what you can do is you can give, you, you can send them a message with that exact, you know, sentiment, or you can just say, Hey, I was just thinking about you. Hope you have a great day. Now you've just made their day. They're going to write most likely write back, say, wow, like, thank you so much for sending that. You, they just made your day. And what's not happening while that whole sequence is playing out is you're not stewing in that, unwanted narrative like so things like gratitude prompts and whatnot and just tapping into the present moment we all have access to that 
And it's just one question away from, from, from doing that. Even when I deleted the app, I remember thinking, as terrible as that, that felt, I remember taking, there was a, a couple seconds where I was looking at my laptop and thinking, well, this, was a, this, this is definitely a big moment in my life. I'm not sure what's next here, but I just deleted the app on a laptop that most of the world doesn't have. Whoa. So I have, I have at least have the tools to rebuild from here and continue. And that's something I should be grateful for and to not take advantage of. That's, that's a great story, you know, and, and again, uh, for those listening, I guess another great practical thing we can do is to think about that. Who do we want to thank in our life and drop them that text? You know, I, Mark, I was, um, uh, a mentor of mine gave me this challenge at one time. He said, you know what, just once at one time a day, at certain points of the day, think about who are the people that are important in your life and then text them, <laughs> text them that about how they've made your life better. And I will tell you, I'm not, I'm not religious on it, but what I try to do is, for example, um, I was thinking of someone who gave me my first job, hired me for the first job, hired this kid, yeah. didn't know anything, right? And I texted her and I said, thank you. Yeah, I've never told you how much you changed my life. And I just want to say thank you. And here's how you changed my life. Um, yeah, like you said, it, yeah. it made her day. But for me, the feelings that I had for that, for that more than just that moment for the day, it was just really powerful. And I thank you for that reminder. Um, so thank you, Mark. That's something we absolutely do. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I mean, in another way to incorporate, you know, those those practices of gratitude for other people is just because this happens often like when when someone just comes to mind naturally just stop for a second and, and send that message yeah that way you know you're not you're not holding yourself to okay i have to sit down and think about who i need to thank when but as it happens naturally send them a message on on uh, either a text or social media again it, it takes seconds and can and can completely change your day <laughs> like that's what i love about all of this stuff it, it comes back to that whole tony robbins line right if you don't have 10 yeah. minutes you don't have a life i mean seconds because not doing that when you're in that 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 state you know where i don't know something's bothering you if that's the, if that's the case can literally hijack your whole day if yeah. not you know weeks and, and, and beyond. So true. I'm curious about what kind of projects you're working on right now that's giving you a lot of joy and purpose and putting a smile on your face. It's maybe one of those things, but what are you working on right now? Yeah, the thing that's lighting me up the most, and it, 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 it stemmed from the podcast, is um, some work I'm doing with KPMG out in Australia. And we're, we're doing some research around mental fitness and founders and investors. And you know, what's required, especially as we, as the world is entering a market downturn, like what's required from a mental fitness perspective to not just survive these times, but actually thrive in them. How can we prepare our minds to be, you know, in a, in a state that, you know, we can process and make good decisions. And so that's exciting because I'm learning a lot about the investment world and oh, yeah. reading a lot about what's happening in the, in the market. Um, but that's at the core of it for me, it's just, it's interviewing people again, and in essentially producing a, a limited series around mental fitness to hopefully help other founders out there uh, navigate these waters. So, so yeah, so between that and, you know, working directly with teams and training them or onboarding their teams on mental fitness and how to incorporate this into their days and in their, in their work, um, you know, that's what I'm doing outside of, of the podcast and writing. 
So Mark, uh, what is the best way to stay in touch with you, follow all the cool things you're doing? Um, how, how should we do that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, everything's, uh, the hub is really behind the human.com. Uh, and the, my social handles are over there and the books there, the podcast is there, obviously, and all the work I describe with teams is, is located there. Um, I'm probably most active on LinkedIn um, and Instagram, but LinkedIn probably the, the, the most, but I'm accessible. I mean, I would love to, I mean, shoot me a message. I'd love to connect and I'd love to understand any questions that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, have really made a difference in your life. If you've, you've probably gathered at this point in the conversation that I, I somewhat collect and curate these prompts. So I have thousands of them at this point. So I'd love to know what, uh, what lands with you. And Mark, I'm going to give you the last word here. Uh, we're here on the I Dare You podcast and many of our listeners, right? They're actively pursuing big goals and chasing things. And what have you learned uh, and what advice do you have for people who are thinking about making some changes in their life? I mean, the biggest learning for me is that, like I said, I mean, no matter who I interviewed and anyone that's performing at uh, a high level, they're taking time to, to, to still their mind. And so my, my challenge to everyone listening, or I guess I can say, I, I dare you to, to, to dedicate 10 minutes to you, the health of your mind and the performance of your mind. And you figure out what, what makes sense in those 10 minutes. I mean, we talked a lot about journaling and prompts and, you know, consuming some uh, books and whatnot. But the, the key is, is to pick the things that you know will leave you in a happy and positive state and, and, and leave your mind thriving. So figure out for you in, in those 10 minutes what, you know, what makes sense, what feels right to start with, and then you can evolve it. And by doing that, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's beautiful to experience what comes from that because then all of a sudden the, you know, the unknown becomes something that is, is comfortable because you're like, well, that's, that's actually opportunity in the unknown. And you can't even imagine the possibility that comes from from living in this mindset and that's the excitement because all of a sudden stuff yeah. starts to happen people start to call projects show up and you're like wow never in a million years just like what i was saying never thought i'd write a book here we are you know talking about it and that's i mean that's the magic so oh, mark, this is fun yeah mark th thanks for being here i had a chance to uh, hear you on a podcast probably gosh probably three months ago and you had asked oh, yeah. that question about how do you want to show up today? And I was just so taken by that question. That one moment, that one question really does reframe the day and helps me think differently. And I want to thank you for, for playing a role in my life like that. And now you've given us even more information for me, but also for our vast uh, I Dare You podcast audience. So, Mark, thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. I'll receive my heart's full with that one. So thank you. All right. Be well. Well, that's Mark Champagne. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway and how can you use your 10 minutes with just a few questions or new routines you're going to start? And my challenge to you is start today and do it again tomorrow morning and the morning after. And just take note of how some of those reflective questions, how that influences your entire day and how 10 minutes can indeed change everything. I'm excited for you. Now that you've listened to the episode, share with others and, and put some of these things in practice. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Darren Johnson one and also on the I Dare You podcast uh, Instagram at I Dare You pod. Drop me a note uh, via Instagram. Let me know how you're liking these, uh, these episodes. So that's episode 29. We're getting ready for episode 30 next week, and I can't wait for you to hear it.
I'll see you then.